Hey, welcome to another edition of the Seaport Patch Show. Um, and it's been a minute. We're gonna, we got some new mics, and we're gonna we got some interesting people to uh, speak with this year. So my first guest for the new season is Brewmaster Ian Hamilton from Sullivan's Brewing in Kilkenny, Ireland, and. He has 35 years of brewery and packaging experience in Ireland, the UK, and Africa, and experience in the production of world-class lagers, ales, and stouts. He's the head brewer and site director. Oh, yes. So, also, I wanted to mention this Sullivan's Ale. They won a, um, they won a, uh, one of the best beers in the world awards from pretty much the Oscars of the beer world uh, in seventeen eighteen. Um, we're trying it now. This is really good stuff, and uh, I hope you enjoy my conversation here with Ian. So, Ian, I'm curious, what brings y'all to Savannah? Well, Pat, and thanks for the opportunity to actually sharing some Sullivan's Irish gold with you. One of our few beers. So. Your question, Savannah. Well, firstly, why wouldn't someone like to come to Savannah? From what I've seen so far, it's just beautiful and such a historic city, and with the Irish connection, which is one of the reasons for it. Um, uh, so far, um, I'd be you might like to know about Sullivan's history in a moment, but Savannah is our very first um, marketing site. So until now, in the states, we've been up in sort of Buffalo, the Great Lakes area, but this is our very first time to come south. Why Savannah? Number one is that our one of our investors and now our um, uh, MD for North America is Michael Hughes lives here, so he's speaking in his house. So basically, one of our principals and the head of our American business is living in this house. Right? So he moved from Buffalo, we look over there as a home here, he spends a lot of time here, and he's quite the ambassador for Savannah. So when we were talking about where next Savannah came up automatically, and it's been beautiful and having that Irish connection which helps in the first few moments because there's a bit of a welcome to a beer like Sullivan's coming out of Savannah um, and then thirdly we're with a great distributor here uh, Savannah Distributors so um, they, they offer um, if we earn it people like our beer and our service and so on um, that offers us distribution more widely in the world which is, which is just wonderful and um, so where are you where is it concrete? Uh, where are y'all planning on uh, building the brewery here? Is that? Well, no, all our beer comes from Ireland. Oh, it's all from Ireland. I'm sorry, yeah. I was under I the impression. Ireland, no. Okay. Um, was it something that y'all are just trying to plan on distributing here? It's not like that's all like because in Buffalo, I guess y'all have a place in Buffalo. No, I, I, it's all from Ireland. No brewery in, in the states. Yeah, we are. It's in our kind of dream rather than plans that we might open a tap room like we have in Kilkenny. And so I have a small brewery there. Okay. All um, right. Yeah. So brewing in the corner and then walking across and drinking it with the guys <laughs> and paying duty in Ireland in the distillery and we walk it across. Um, so yeah, um, the beer is all brewed in Ireland and that's really one of the key things because our home is Kilkenny. Right. It's a beautiful city south of Dublin. It is the capital of Ireland actually at one point and has a castle cathedral the river runs like a medieval city and it's got an 800 year history of brewing and is a home of Irish ale 
Yes, I noticed the Smith Wick name in there. You yeah. sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I was the last guy to go with me. Go with you. Okay. I was sure. my last job with, with, with Guinness World Beer. Um, for 14 years, I think it was, uh, I was engineer there. So, uh, sure, it's a very you know, fine beer. Um, but uh, great thing with Sullivan's is somebody asked me, with my 35 plus years uh, of experience, well, what do you want to drink? <laughs> so, these are my recipes and always happy to take feedback on them but so far they're all, they're, they're, they're all very well received um do y'all have um you want to talk about y'all's plans for like uh, obviously the irish connections there um we all like already planning on getting involved with the the parade committee or something that we hope to i'm not i'm not close to that i mean we have some of my colleagues who may get more involved right I'm also not I'm not quite sure how long Michael's had a residence here, so well, quite a few years. Not okay. Years. All right. Um, so yeah, you know, well, and we know some of the people. Well, I'm sure it doesn't take long. We're very friendly people. Well, and um about. I'm sure you've heard this is pretty much where the the this was the Irish neighborhood, so to speak. Many years ago, but okay. yeah, <laughs> this was where everybody lived, yeah, the old Fort neighborhood, kind of yes, yes, like yes. Back up in Buffalo, the connection seems to be driven by excavators from the Erie Canal. Um, yeah. So people came over and it creates a pretty tough, repressive country at the time. Very poor country I was involved in back there. Can't find, you know, freedom and the ability to live and work here. Well, also, I found, which was um, interesting, um, the brewery's original um, role in uh, helping feed people during That's the right. potato famine. So I wonder if we, I hope we've time to, to give a brief pot of history. Yeah. Sullivan's is actually the oldest brewing company in Ireland. So Sullivan's was founded before Guinness, before Guinness. Right. 1702 was as far as we can trace it. And so we're trading during the city of Kilkenny, just really across the main street from Guinness, for 200 plus years. Um, and everything was going great. Um, and one of the stories which we refer to is, is technically true. During the, what's known as the potato famine in Ireland, the worst one when there was in Cork, um, the population of Ireland fell from 8 million to 4 million over a period of four years. So it, it, it's a brief period in our history. Um, and, and people were literally starving to death. And they would sometimes be offered seeds of borrowed fruit, but often by breach who'd expected that the participants would change religion first, so to be fair, they had to change it first. And that was not necessarily in the Sullivan's and Smith's uh, <laughs> food system, which was jointly funded. So it was in the Sullivan's brewery, and that the fruit was served and the bread that feeds people's lives, but Smith funded a lot of it as well. So it was the two families that got started. Yeah, I noticed how the two kind of, there wasn't, it doesn't really, there was like some uh, the separation, so to speak, that yeah, they were, they were you normally family. hear about in the uh, because of religion and whatnot. Yeah, both families were largely Roman Catholics, and that explains why sometimes the history is hard to piece together, because Catholics were not allowed to earn property worth more than a certain amount. For example, a Catholic could not earn cloth worth more than twenty five pence. If, if you had, if you did, that's what you did. Any Protestant could come up and buy it for twenty five pence. 
Right. So the laws were quite repressive. They were very they were being relaxed largely in the nineteenth century. Um the la- but but still, for example, Catholics could not really get the vote until the eighteen thirties, for instance. Um they didn't they couldn't have their own graveyard, for example, until much later. Right. So the 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 religion for political reasons, I mean again it was it wasn't just a, a factor I think in it was that Catholics had in Ireland been considered kind of quite disloyal because never felt British, uh, a lot of the Catholics did, so Ireland was independent and religious was seen as something that had to be controlled in some sense. Right. And suppressing the religion and the loyalty to the Pope and all that sort of thing was also wrong. So that's th- that's the official history. The real history, from what I can tell, is what everyone's on really well. Right, so and that's what I'm definitely curious about. So, for example, <laughs> no, it's true, for th- an example would be that uh, the Sullivan's rule if you if you look for records from say the seventeenth century or something, you know that William Sullivan was ruling, you know he cut important land. But it may be there's a family called Archdeacon who appear on some of the documents. But what often happened was that uh, Catholic businesses and families were protected by the Protestant kings who might take title but by agreement. And then they officially ran the operation. But when the law relapsed, that they got transferred free back to the original there was a lot of honourable dealing like that that, that meant that it was a, a much brighter story than often you hear about these days. Yeah, I think that's, uh, well, no, I feel that's definitely like an important thing for people to realise is that, you know, there's two sides to every yeah, story. People were human, you, know, you gotta, yeah. 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 So that's, that's the, the, the truth of the, the story. And both rules of history, the, the, we're talking about Sullivan's and the Spears's, and it's got a lot of interesting twists in the story. So the Sullivan family, for example, over those 200 years, produced two members of Parliament. Uh, uh, Richard Sullivan, member of Parliament, and then William, his son. William married uh, Bessie O'Connell, who was a granddaughter of Daniel O'Connell, a very famous American mm. and a great friend of Frederick Douglass, the people would know here. Frederick stayed with Daniel for that whole winter of, of the war. So while, if you like, the emancipation movement in, in the Caribbean and, and, and the United States, Catholic emancipation movement was going on in Ireland as well. So there's that sort yep. of, you know, so there's a lot of history. Connection. And then that's the liberator, we call him, uh, Daniel O'Connell, because he achieved all that peacefully. So, again, in Irish history, people forget that not everything was achieved by uh, bullets. Right. So this yes. guy achieved so much by peaceful uh, struggle. So uh, he, uh, he married in, and his, his family then married into the Smith and Sullivan family separately as well. And, um, for example, my buddy, one of the founders, the Wee family is his name is Alan Smith, but he is a direct his mother is kind of the last of the Sullivans, and his, his and he's a direct descendant of Bessie and therefore Daniel O'Connell. So he's a Smithick Sullivan and an O'Connell in kind of wooing royalty, and that's why we're bringing it back. We're opening our doors again because the Sullivans rule, the other kind of funny story that people really like and is the most popular story, is after that two hundred plus years, uh, an unnamed young Mr. Sullivan out of Bess in Horrocks Street, 1918. And as we say in Ireland, the horse was still running. So he lost a bet and he lost a bill. The brewery was actually put up for sale. Hashtag don't bet the brewery. You know, we're good at brewing. We don't, we don't keep gambling and fight sidewalk. And uh, the brewery was gone, but it was, it was bought by Smith's. So they bought it, shut it down, uh, but moved 
the equipment and the people to put on. Again, it was done in a very nice way. And they did take the competition out, but they looked after the people because they knew they could control their own right. output. Yeah. And they even moved the vessels down. And here's a really interesting one. We're talking about 1918. It's a long time ago. But those vessels, the Kepos and the Maxwell here, were still in use it's in all 1966. The same. Yeah. So the guys I worked with worked on that equipment and photographed some of the equipment and stuff. So, and the Sullivan Brewery itself, you can see this is a facade of a building. It's a, it's a limestone, beautiful building, especially the small part where I work. sounds like me um my dad taking me over to get the spring break to work <laughs> you learned all sorts of sweet work. parking lot yeah and <laughs> learn all kinds of things exactly so that was that was the Sullivan brewery the building itself that i worked in and it's still there in fact um oscar nominated uh, animation was made down there um, oh wow like um, the parallel Savannah history and yeah, and it's still there, yeah, fil film definitely a film town now yeah you know we've got the our colleges but you know yeah. well it's so full of science it's gorgeous because there's been like 24 hour buildings and just the, the Spanish talk and old people have missed school and also it is so iconic it's just so wonderful yeah um, I'm also Uber driver and like um I never get enough of hearing people. It's just a proud local, you know. Just yeah. thank you. That's all I can say is thank, thank you. Yeah, blessed, yeah, <laughs> blessed to live in this beautiful environment. Yeah, it is. It is really nice. So that's kind of there's a lot of kind of history to the Sullivans, and then it's funny how it comes back because what happened was in the 1960s, um, Smithwick's was sold. From the 1960s, the Smithwick's Beer, which was still produced by Diageo, wasn't really connected to the family anymore. They had sold the remaining rights in it. And then in 2014, when the Smithwick's Brewery, the Kenny Brewery as it was, was closed, so it was closed after all that history, as were two other regional breweries, to move all production to Dublin. Yeah. So the Smithwick's and other beers come from there. A very excellent little brewery in Dublin, but it's still been closing their stores now. So that meant, after 800 years of brewing history, going right back to the monks, the first brewing we know of, European style, in Great Britain, was when St. Francis was still alive. In the okay, that was leading me to something else I was going to ask you about. Pardon? Um, I was going to ask you about the, um, the, what's the first thing, or first, uh, what was your first beer, but, um, also wanted to know about how you got like what got you into the brewing other than that job and um that's great 
Nadia asked me that. I said, "Well, what's the point? It's a nice story." Um, but um, I remember it was in Cork, where I grew up. Ah, it was in Cork. Okay. Murphy and Beamish. Yes, I'm familiar with Beamish and Murphy's. So I used to. Yeah. So my mother used to bring me on the double decker buses, and I'd be sitting up on top and we'd pass Beamish's brewery on the way into town. And I remember one hot day, and my my mother getting up closed the window because the smell of the hops was coming in from the Beamish brewery. She didn't like it. And I must have been a cheeky one of the chaps because I, I reached up and I said, no, 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 it's appropriate. Please, we don't mind that. That's fine. So I, I was well below drinking age, but I loved that smell. I used to gaze in the window of Beamish's brewery, and there was this machine. It was a yellow machine. It was really, really weird smell. And I thought, that machine is genius. It turned out to be an, a compressor for the refrigerator. But, it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the magic was all It was there. Yeah. <laughs> Beamish is closed now, and it's all is well established. But uh, when you ask about first beer, I would say the first beer I really fell in love with was Beamish Stout. I remember yeah, Beamish came and said, you get a tall can of it just yeah. like you could even here. Yeah, with a, yeah, yeah I've yeah. had Beamish before. Okay, yeah. But it's, you know, like all beers change. So, uh, yeah, I was going to say, probably sadly not the same. <laughs> well, some people would obviously. Or some think better. People yeah. think it's great now, and much nicer. I'm not going to criticize everyone that's doing well because not as I remember it. Right. It's still a fine beer. Um, so that was maybe my first introduction. Then um, I ended up doing, um, I studied science in, in college. In okay. Park. All right. And Guinness used to do a, an interview run. They'd go around some of the institutions and kind of say, and, you know, you could apply for a role in Guinness as a scientist. Mm. And I was the only one taken on that year, actually. And, uh, and then I didn't even go to Guinness because they had to, you know, for various reasons, they took care of me after school. Juggled desk, so I stayed contented and uh, started there. Local child. Yeah. The local prodigy. Yeah, I think so. So that's my first year and how I got interested in, in brewing. And I, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, for example, at two today at 2 o'clock I'll be giving a tutorial online to Sweden, Finland, Greece, Sweden, around the world. Because one of my things I do is, is tutor for the Institute of Brewing in London and uh, uh, the Shoemaker Group. So something I enjoy doing. And, and you enjoy doing it and you feel like you're giving back, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be a good feeling. Great, just, uh, you know, you get great feedback feel and appreciated as well. You know, the science yeah. is, and not just the science, the craft of brewing is, is kind of something that is seen here and there, not, not, not something just in Estonia. You know? Right. So I enjoy doing that side of things. So brewing is, but if I had just followed my original uh, university, I would have gone So brewing has human human beings in it. It has botany. It has the growing of the barley and the hops. It has all of the, the processing. We learn a lot about engineering, a lot about taste buds, about tasting. There's a history of it. You know, like the thing is, we talk about we're going to deal with history, uh, brewing history in some kind of political. Right. Way. But remember, history is just what's written down. The ancient Irish, the Celts, they were brewing beer in this the Irish. This is also the oral tradition. Exactly. Yeah. So, like around Ireland. Going there, on a lot of the plaques you see things called Bulatia, and they were cooking places of the Iron Age Celts. But they also, and people experimented and showed they could brew beer there. And it's actually far more likely that that's the main purpose was was making beer. There is a, I, I know you're interested in food history and brewing historians say that 
thought mostly about the cultivation of grain in the Middle East. Wasn't a great thought. Yeah. Why would you kind of give up the hunter-gatherer lifestyle and all that and do and do and stay in one place to make bread? <laughs> but to get beer, no way. Maybe civilization started with beer. <laughs> so with that, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would be... I mean, not everybody needs the hot dog with the bread on the hot dog, you know? Yeah? Yeah, you can go and have some bread. <laughs> okay. It's good, but... Here, liquid bread. Yeah. And the Egyptians and the ancient Irish, um, one of the ways they made beer was from, from barley bread and malted bread. And you'd have and the soda, the soda bread, that had the oh, no, soda bread came around with something different. But barley I've had some good Irish That's great bread. bread. Yeah, I was blessed with somebody from yeah. Ireland that, like, yeah. Well, was, I, I, I missed that. <laughs> wheat and bread, butter, and a boiled egg. What more one, of my, one of my mom's co-workers. Great bread. It is great. Um, but that was one of the old, old ways of doing beer. That's what you were saying with the Bronze Age pioneers. And long gone from, from a barley bread. So that kind of, it kind of links them, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, just talking about this, um, let's talk about this golden ale here. Three of my recipes of uh, joy. Flagship, I still like to call it the first beer of the three, uh, is called Norton Irish Ale, and it's um, it's of the style of Norton Red, an Irish Red. And that's the award winner. That's the award winner. Yeah, right, right yeah. yeah. So within a few weeks, maybe a month, at most, of launching the beer, um, we entered the International Brewing Awards competition in, in the UK. That's been one every two years or so since 1896. So it's a real prestigious. The judging is by 45 break up into three teams and there's secretaries giving credibility letters and, and you know it's all confidential and just the beer will be chosen whether the, they work their way through in, 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 in 2016 the year we're talking about they work through 1100 beers the category and uh, we got these wonderful phone calls and congratulations you've won the beer so we, we won a gold medal in our category of beer and beer and I said that's great and then I said oh, will you come to the award ceremony Yeah. And he said, we really think you should come. I said, why? He said, well, your beer has been uh, proposed for the overall category. So uh, we thought that must be him, because he's certainly welcome there. So we flew over, flew to visit, and uh, cut a long story short, not only won a gold medal for the Northern Irish Ale, but also the overall champion. So an uh, international champion of that year, which is 2016 to 2017. In all those years, from 1886 to today, Four golds have already been won by the Irish Ale in that period, and only one has won a title in the last year. So Norton Ireland. So that was such a great kind of thing to get from my field of natural Irish Ale. Yeah, I was so reading I, about this, um, these awards, and like s some of these other breweries, people have definitely, the states, yeah. the Sierra Nevada, you Sam Adams. Sam Adams, yeah. yeah. So, I guess one of the things that's interesting about those awards is that it's very close and close to the way I like to brew. 
they don't just serve the beer and have kind of outstanding different or functional jobs or whatever. Their judgment includes is this a beer that has you know a clinical properties? Right, I did see that. That's all I that yeah. So that may sound strange, but it's mean it's their own way of you know, if they're brewing a, a you know a cherry sour, sure enough you'll have beer. Then they probably have a category for that, so that's okay. But even within that category, they'll judge you on well actually do you think you have a second one? Is it is it something that people would yeah. enjoy more of? So it's a, it's it's great commercial it helps your business as well because if you're doing well in that competition, you know you're on target I guess, you know. You're not just weird and good shot in the dark kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing that was kind of reassuring as well. And the way, that's from all things I've shared. The beer we're enjoying now is the Irish Gold. Um, back to Maltings first, the reason it's called Maltings, I guess, is partly because that's the Sullivan's building where I work, Maltings. Okay. Making malt. Yeah. The second reason is that it's a malt forward kind of a beer, so it has more of the body of malt. Four malts, not fool, than some other Irish ales. So it's sort of, I like filling in the flavor, so you get a little of everything. I like, in, in, in the three beers that we, we, we did, you won't find a, a one particular thing jumping out, like say hops in the Americans or whatever, or roast in, in, in stouts or porters. The beers we brewed, I try and keep them quite balanced, so you're getting lots of flavor. They're not weak beers. These are craft beers. They're brewed for, you know, no, They've got, the, they've, so what they've got, the, was it three hops? Four malts? Yeah, it's three hops, four malts, and the maltings are shared. Okay. And when we say four malts, that doesn't mean kind of four types of this plant. It's like so we use an Irish pale ale malt. So eighty nine percent of every beer we do is grown in County Kilkenny. So within a okay. few miles of County yes. Kilkenny, Irish barley malt grown in the Firth and Limestone Saloon. Then for the extra bit of caramel or roast, that's not produced in Ireland. Um, we buy essentially from either Germany or Britain, um, special caramel malts or roasted barleys or roasted malts. So Maltings Irish Ale has Irish Pale Ale malt, and it gives you in it a little kind of tara, which is a natural caramelized uh, malt, and some roasted barley. So those four together give a, a nice blend of, of flavor. It's, it's kind of, one of my buddies, uh, Dan, has made it, so it's a CFO. So I always kind of think it's like climbing a ladder of flavor. You get a flavor of, of malt, you know, a nice kind of distilled flavor first, and then that climbs to almost fruitcake, and then it climbs and you get even a bit of coffee, and you know, that as you enjoy your pint going down the glass, I've seen it at beer festivals, people like the first sip, yeah. and they're happy, and they're standing there, they're sort of not in any mood to move away, and by the time they're halfway down the glass, they're kind of, hang on, what's going on here? Because it's, it's beginning to, they're getting a little bit of detail to it, kind of, you know, so I think that's what a good beer should be, you know, like it's, it's a classic type beer that most people trying to be weird and crap. I'm like, and I mentioned I like stouts, but yeah. like, and this isn't stout, but like, I'm not getting any kind of like, <laughs> I, I can't really, yeah, the grimace, yeah, yeah. that's why I'm trying to look for the vocals there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's. Yeah, this beer, so the maltings you, you'll find, and I hope you enjoy one, um, and they are available in a few bars this, this week, uh, so they are launching, I mean, they are, they're going to be on tap they all be around here this week oh yeah and savannah distributing have taken us on which is right well right and another reason why coming to savannah makes sense is that you know some of the big distributor like that with the potential to you know offer savings at a very crazy price that's that's really interesting you know 
Have you met any? Well, I know you just got in town. Have you, did you haven't met any of the other local, the local people? I'd like to. I'm not sure local brewers or. I'm not sure my schedule is going to allow this week. I'd love to go to Sergeant's Brewery, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So I will. Sounds like you're very, pretty cramped up for you. We definitely appreciate your time. Log jammed in here. You have to come back in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what's so, what, how, how hard is it to talk about beer? <laughs> so we're from Ireland's oldest brewery. At the outset, the term is named the Bard, where people can go and yeah. buy all beers. Um, O'Connell's, Patchy, and uh, Molly McPherson are two of the, the fantastic. Oh, That's just an off white streak. I'm, I'm hoping that we earn the love of the people who love beer and that we'll be knocked about by Shakespeare. That makes. Uh, I'm glad O'Connell's is going to put y'all in there. Good. Yeah. Good, excellent. So I've only seen it from the outside, so I'm looking for, looking forward to going there tonight. And uh, yeah, as I said, great to talk about beer. I've talked about the history, which I hope is going to be interesting. Right. The religious period and the story of John's family, family, and so on, including the uh, the unfortunate chap who lost the beer. And then we have how we brew the beer at places like the Red. Gold is, I hope you're finding this is um, kind of quite refreshing. There's a little hop in there, but it's not hitting me. Yeah, it's not, it's not heavy. Yeah, so I yeah, think this might be the one that goes down best, especially in the summer here. You know, it's a lovely climate. Sit around the pool. Yeah, exactly. Drink a few, a few of those golds. Would, uh, would make the world seem great again. And uh, then the stout uh, is my latest beer. Yeah, that's the one that really had me peaked. Right. <laughs> so I call that, uh, we call it Black Marble. Compared to the stout everybody knows from Ireland, um, ours is stronger. So it's at kind of five percent alcohol, which is our, our free beers are at that kind of range. I think That's not too much. Yeah. The, Irish, the Irish exports tend to be on four, so ours is down to five, and we're all malts. Um, it's very natural in brewing, you know. Um, so Kilkenny water, uh, which has a high mineral content, which is ideal for for darker beers like um, ales. Um, right. People do blisters because it's an ale. The recipes differ in, in the kind of, but they're all brewed for flavor. That's the first thing. So the gold has first gold top given by Mike, a resin butter gooseberry raspberry bit. You know, and the stout, uh, that's very much again back to the growth aspect. So black marble stout has, um, I would say people would find that that's a bit more uh, kind of a reward and a bit more intense than 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 say the Guinness. Black marble is stronger and I've used, again, more than just the normal malts people would use. It's not just roasted barley, which is classic Irish stout. I'm using roasted malts as well. What does that mean to anyone enjoying a pint? It means that there's a bit more caramel, a bit more natural coffee and cocoa type flavor from the way that the roasted malt um, develops its flavor. So it's uh, 5%, a little bit more bitter probably than, than, than Guinness because it needs to be in a stronger, more malty form. 
I think these days people are getting a little used, a little more, at least around here anyway, is getting used to drinking beer with a little bit more alcohol in yeah. it. So I don't, 5% is still kind of, yeah. Some of the ones, some, is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's around the, yeah. Some of the ones they're doing here locally, some of those go up to like eight. So, I mean, it's like, Again, this is another one you can have a few around the pool and That's still it. be like, That's it. not too much. Now, Stouties, you know, as I know, Josh Stouts does a lovely thing he has. Um, it's a different kind of beer, you know, because it's not as sparkling as the refreshing carbon dioxide. Um, it tends to maybe not fill you up in the same way. That it's, it's, that's why I think in Ireland, why stouts are so popular is we tend to like to have more than two or three. Right. <laughs> so, and if you're having, I'm not recommending that to anyone. Drink responsibly, is what we'll say. Drink responsibly. If yes. You want to have room to draw and go home quickly. So. But with a stout in Ireland, particularly, it's refreshing and it's fair. And then you do find people um, sometimes still want to come. And it's happening more and more back in Ireland. It has happened a lot. Yeah. So that's one of the nice things about the stout. And it's best enjoyed in glass. I am working on bringing it into a can with a nice little fence. Right now you can get the red and the gold. I have them right here on the board in hand. And they're all being brewed in Dublin. And I know you said those are, y'all have some beers around here locally this week in Pachi and O'Connell's. Yeah. Um, when are we looking at being in there on grocery stores and liquor stores and whatnot? Haversham Beverage, yes. Okay. All right. My apologies, because I just remember in the July of my life, you know, I, I'm not on the commercial side normally. <laughs> I try and just make gotcha. the beers there. Just, just do the beer. Yeah. But uh, I think Habersham is where I think that's the name. They, they will be the one in Savannah that will carry it when um, Savannah Distributing brings it out. Yes, they'll yeah, be the one. More people love it when, when, you know. Good thing we always say, you have to earn it. You know, right. Big investors doing, you know, doing massive investors in supply and distribution and need to want to take them off the beer after selling so so many. And what we are beers, no, we go off to what goes and gets you in the beer bottle. And massive now, boys, 19 years, they're looking up at a drink, feeling the gentleness, and we don't just ferment quickly, we put a lot of time on it because the yeast I'm using is a craft ale yeast. All this stuff, very important these days, especially people just like going back to enjoying their food and the locally sourced food and the, just how the home brews, everybody's home, or a lot of people are home brewing these days and yeah. stuff. All very important, just enjoying stuff and not rushing. Yeah, it's not a commodity, you know. Yeah. I mean, we all know we've done it in the past. It's just, it's a sin, isn't it? Just bullshit, we don't and run. Right. I love it. Yeah. Flavor. Beautiful flavor. Perfect flavor. And you know what? There's something to you about 
talking less but talking better. Right, yes. So maybe it's more inclusion of some like, you know, holistically intended businesses. So well, it happens to be a really involved and really talented and more important to us. That's right. So. I'm sweating now. <laughs> <laughs> So there are that kind of some of the main main points. Uh, I guess what might be interesting for some people uh, potentially is, um, you know, I mentioned thirty five years work, but the container of that was in the Pacific Economy in Africa, and you know, far much to south of the Cross Atlantic. Yes, Atlantic. yeah. Um, I, was al- I was also responsible for doing Budweiser, for Budweiser for Ireland in the container of Europe. So I mean, we we couldn't probably get too deal with all those things. Right, yeah, and totally. Like, you know, it's a great way to learn over it. Well, at least here anyway. I can't speak. I was on the. I never had an Irish Budweiser, but yeah. Well, I always pretty much it, right? runs the same. Yeah, um, like, yeah. Well, I shouldn't be giving any. Crazy yeah, advice, probably not. But, but probably some non-disclosures out there. <laughs> Irish Budweiser was actually really like a big. It was by far the biggest selling brand in Northern Hemisphere. Well, no, I don't mean like lager style beer. get good at something, you gotta try a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you wouldn't find me insulting anybody for doing that. That's not just being kind of, you know, cautious. It's just like, you know, we all put our own eggs into it. And we do the beer we like, and, you know, the kind of, the, some of the, I, I, I will get to see the breweries that come on here, but some of the ones I visited today in Buffalo, which has a great craft history as well. I've seen where they, I, I know, and I guess Erie, Pennsylvania yeah. close, yeah, and they're, they're trying and that's the kind of stuff that brings cities back, like yeah. really. Yeah, and they're just great, and they're kind of bringing in that kind of constant variation in the new world. It's not my style of brewing, but my wife's like a admirer, you know. Um, but in the end, I, I just I was always a home for largely East Catholic European Brazilian stout. Yeah, so there's male. That's just that's all. That's just if you can tell the passion's there, that should be good enough, that's right the there. Point. Yeah. yeah, that's the point. And it's not just. Yeah, it's really like that's as somebody who grew up here, it's really great to see like how this stuff comes about and people are like, That's why I do this. I'm like, well, why are you coming to Spain? What brought you your attention? It's a cool thing about being Ruby Drivers to talk to these people from all around the world coming oh, yeah. here in your stoke to give us Spanish. So I'm like, so why? So I you know, I'm curious. As somebody who grew up here, but you also you see tourism grow, more culture come to the city, be it beer culture, food culture, whatever, music culture. So it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's kind of like well, to me. I mean, you can't judge me from afar on this, but it's it's just really such a positive place. You know, clean, well kept, the place is just not disturbed and settled. But you know, people are driving past. Yeah, they do do that. Yeah, like it's positive, and it's. I mean, you know, things are in Ireland. They're pretty in good nick. You know, people take care of their properties and stuff. I'm sure. I mean, I haven't been everywhere, of course, but yeah, compared to other cities I've been in, in such the last few years, it's kind of calmed down. It's just kind of a. I don't want to overuse the word, but it's kind of a loved city. It's always pretty clean. You know, it's 
people care, but it's kind of a trivial thing in modern gaming culture. Yeah, the blat the blatant localism is definitely there, as I like to call it. <laughs> we definitely um. We definitely bring out the blatant localism in the seat, hence the name Seaport Pat Show. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We that the Seaport's a nickname that Savannah has picked up over the years, obviously right. because of the port and whatnot. So, yeah, that's the Seaport Pat Show right there. <laughs> <laughs> and we love having y'all on. It's great. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I mean, we have a few more days. I'm looking forward to getting to see some of the master race, as we call them. And a bit of tourism. Um, I did a trip briefly to Beaufort, Beaufort. Yeah, Beaufort, Beaufort yeah. Beaufort yeah, and, yeah. Uh, to see Charleston and uh, I'm looking forward to getting to see some of Rural again. And I think I'll fly back on, on Saturday. I'm hoping to be able to you know, fly in as well. Yeah. All right, well, we won't take too much more of your time. I just want to say thank you. Um, uh, I know you're the brew man, but you know, social media on the Sullivan's on social media. I mean, it's not hard to find. Just Google Sullivan's Brewery, Kilkenny, Ireland. Thank you. Yeah, that's thanks for pointing that out. Um, we try and make sure that's interesting as well. Yeah, and and they, you know, the website's great. They give you a tour of the tap room on there. All the press stuff is 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 really interesting stuff. We also have something that people like now. It's not always supposed to be up to date, but for Georgia right now, it won't work. But if you Google Sullivan's Ale Finder, then you get a kind of a Google Maps world. And okay. Every, every bar you can get Sullivan's in, in Finchley is there, and you click on it, and it will give you the address, picture of the bar, and everything. So, so right now it's kind of interesting. It's a cluster of bars in Ireland, and a bunch of bars around the Great Lakes, and within a few days you're going to start all around Western there. New York. Yeah. So when you're traveling, you can look it up. There you go. Fine Sullivan's um, coming soon to you. Um, for all my local people, you heard him. He's going to be in O'Connell's Pachin. I'm sorry, what was the other one? Um, 1790? 1790? 1790 in. Okay, Patrick. Yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. And I'm sure many more as the weeks go by, but right now, if you can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, let's go out there and try it. You're going to be downtown this weekend anyway. Try, Stop by, try one at least. Yeah, I, I would highly, it. highly recommend it. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, it was lovely having you all on the show. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Seaport Pat Show. And we'll uh, talk to you again soon. We've got some exciting new guests Um for this season and as I mentioned earlier a new microphone so we'll be back very soon thanks for listening everybody all right I hope you enjoyed what was really a lovely conversation with uh, master brewer Ian Hamilton from Sullivan's Brewing in Kilkenny Ireland apologies um, for audio uh, this new mic picks up a little bit better than we realized, and we're working on that. But, uh, yeah, go try some Sullivan's uh, available this week. It Pachi, 1790 in, and also O'Connell's Pub there in downtown Savannah. 
Uh, this is Seaport Pat signing off for the Seaport Pat Show. Y'all have a great week.